Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, another episode, but this one's a little bit special because I'm excited. I'm always excited when I have a client. So today in our value of coaching series, I have one of my clients and she is also an amazing coach herself. I love it. She's just a grin. And if y'all could see, oh, she's beautiful. I love working with her and her name is Ashley Rhodes. I'm going to let her introduce herself. And then we're going to talk all about the value of coaching from a perspective, from a coach and from a client and just from a human being. So Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me on. So I'll keep my intro brief. Yes, I am a life coach. I work with people who feel disconnected and dissatisfied in their life, and I help them master intentionality to create a life that they really love living. So good. I love that. Disconnection and... Dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're disconnected, of course you're dissatisfied, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You're like, I'm not happy. So tell me about your typical client. Like, why do they come to you? Um, I think they come to me because they connect with me. Like I share pretty openly how I kind of started my journey, kind of self-hatred and all of that and how I couldn't get to any place from that spot. Like I'm just, you know, not liking myself. And so I think people come to me to connect on things like that for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because if they're disconnected, like I don't care what it is. They can get the house, the job, the raise, all of the things, lose the weight, get the six pack, all of that. They will still feel disconnected and be dissatisfied. For sure. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. Cool. So tell me about why you value coaching. I value coaching because I've had now two transformations with coaching. My first experience with coaching was in a group setting. Like I went from laying on the floor, like metaphorically to sort of getting up and, you know, enjoying my life. And then I found myself in a place where I was like, just sort of hanging out, like a little bit of mediocrity. And then I kept getting like a little bit of like pings and nudges to go a little bit deeper. So that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you. And I I know that coaching can just hold this container of just trust and a place to just come and dump all your stuff on the table without judgment and let your coach help you just sort through it all for sure. Yeah. Right. But some people will say, but you're a coach. So why did you like, why couldn't you Figure it out yourself. What's your answer? <laughs> I have a great answer to it, but yeah, what's your answer? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I just think like when you're in something, when you're in it, when you're so close up to it, it's hard to see all of it. And I think like our thoughts and feelings can be so sneaky that it's really helpful to have someone else sort of look at that who's not really in the situation, in the weeds and all that kind of stuff. Right. I love Albert Einstein's quote where he talks about the mind who 
created the problem cannot be the same mind that solves it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, for me, the reason why I get coaching is because I know I'm stuck in my same thoughts. Like I'm using the same thoughts to try to solve the problem. And I don't see that they're just thoughts, right? Right. Yeah. They're optional completely. Yeah. Sometimes just having someone to listen at you and you're saying, especially as a coach, you're saying it out loud. You're like, wait a minute. I can't believe I just said that. I don't know if you ever had that experience coaching. For sure. Yeah. All the time. And I know it too. Like I remember talking to you so many times and I'm like, I know this sounds how this sounds, but I need to get through it. So I'm just going to say it. Yes. I'm just going to say it. Right. I love the fact that you were like, because there's a container of safety that you just get to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Yeah. I think having a coach, like for me, I wanted somebody who I could trust. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I felt like that was you. Like I connected with you, like, right. Just hearing you from the start. It was so cool. Like last year at the end of 2020, I was wanting to go deeper and I knew I wanted to coach with a black coach just culturally for me. I was just like, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And I sort of just landed in the Facebook group, the coaches color collective. Mm-hmm. And I landed in there at like a really good time where you guys were sort of sharing your 2020 and how you were, you know, making these six figure marks and all of this. And it was just blowing my mind, like everything you guys were just saying. And like, I witnessed you just kind of showing up as yourself and being in this duality of like softness and hardness and conviction And I just knew right away, like you were were my coach. Like I trusted you like right away. And I never told you this, but before our consult, like I had already decided, like the consult for me was just, this is what you do. You like do a consult, right? Like (laughs) we're going to see if we're a good fit. And I already knew you were a good fit for me. I felt that trust and safety already through your own story, through you showing up in your sincerity and all of that. So yeah, the consult was just like a formality for me. The trust and safety was you just being you and showing up was enough for me to know like I was in a safe place. So good to know that, right? As Especially as coaches, if there's other coaches that are listening to this, us just being who we are is enough, right? For us, especially as us as a Black woman, we're told so much that us as we are, like we have to fix this, fix this say it right, act right, dress right, don't drink too much, don't eat too much, don't show this, don't like, we have to edit ourselves constantly. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things I want to model is we don't have to do that anymore. I will totally admit there was a time where it was a safety issue, but now it's like, it's a safety issue to continue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a safety issue. Like that, what's the cost of us continuing to edit ourselves? What's that cost of not connecting and being ourselves? What's that cost? And what's the cost, not just to us, but to the world? What is the world missing? Because Black women are still editing themselves. Right. What problems aren't being solved? What yeah. innovations aren't being created? Because we're still fucking editing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one of the things you and I worked on together. So much of me editing myself and not feeling comfortable or safe enough to be myself. Like I had just really didn't know how to do it. I'm like, how, like, sounds good. Like, how do you do it? You know? So yeah, that's one topic that you and I really went pretty deep on. Yeah. So good. I know we touched on it, but why was it important for you to have a black coach? I had been in 
spaces with white people a lot, therapeutic settings with white women. And, you know, while I got some value out of it, I just kind of felt like there was just something missing there for me. Like the part where you talk about your childhood and all of that type stuff, which is super important in that type of setting, like where, you know, your background and all that, I would find myself editing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. I would find myself editing because I didn't feel like she would understand where I was coming from, you know, being raised by a black mother and being in a home with a black stepfather. I don't, I just didn't think she would understand that. And like I said, I was in several situations like that. So for me, it was, yeah, I want to work with somebody who's black, who I don't have to, I'll edit myself less with, you know? And also I wanted to work with someone who could model. Like I wanted to have a coach who modeled like what I was after as well. And I wanted to find a Black coach who was an example of what was possible. So that was super important to me. And I said, like, that was so cool how I just landed and the Facebook group just manifestation come through. Like, hmm, I really wish I could get introduced to some Black coaches. And then I'm like, oh, it's a whole group right here. Yeah. Yeah. So good. What was the experience like? Like, if you can talk about it for people who don't know what coaching's like. And I know everybody does it differently, but what was the experience? What did you expect and what was it, what you expected or different or like, what were some of the things that you were like, oh my God, like I didn't expect this. Just talk about what was the experience? Yeah, it was so much better than I expected. Yeah. Like I'm just, hearing all this for the first time too, y'all. So yeah. I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, thinking back to January when we first started and where I am now, it really truly is a transformation. I know that word gets, you know, used quite often in the coaching space, but I mean, it really, really is a transformation. And throughout the coaching, it was, I mean, I kind of wait to our coaching sessions. Like I never missed a coaching session. Like I was ready and pumped and ready. Coaching. Let me just stop right there because I think that's the reason why you got such an amazing transformation. It's not me. It's your thoughts. It's the client's thoughts, right? So if you're like, I'm ready, bring it. What are you going to manifest? But I'm ready, bring it. You're ready for the transformation, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to point that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you Um, passively sit there and like, okay, change me. (laughs) Yes, that is so true. That is so true. And, you know, honestly, like that's what I had been been doing before, like in therapeutic sessions where I'm just, I'm a mess, please fix me, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, Bray, one of the reasons why I connected with you because I knew that you would challenge me in that way. Like you had that softness about you, but you would also you know, be a truth teller for me. And I needed that reflected back to me. And that's like, I had to put in a nutshell, like that's what the experience was like. It was me coming every week with whatever current event that was happening in my life or thoughts I had been thinking on repeat that I wanted to just kind of sift through and get clear on. And, you know, you would always bring it back to my thought work. And for me, like, I think it's so funny because I was thinking about this. I would argue with you sometimes. Like I would be like, yeah, well, this doesn't apply to thought work. And this scenario is a little bit different. And see, I remember this this one session, I was, this is why I have a problem with thought work sometimes, you know, I, but I knew I was safe to do that, to be like, well, I don't agree with that and push. And that was so needed for me to push back because if I, if I just sat there and just agreed with everything and not truly push back, I wouldn't have got the result I wanted. I needed to push back 
and have you reflect to me. And you would say it as many times as necessary in all different ways so that it would click for me. Even if I needed a coach on the same thing, you know, multiple weeks, you would just come and say it in a different way and you would get that whiteboard out. And I'd be like, damn it, the whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) All my clients are like, oh God, here she comes with the whiteboard. (laughs) Oh my God, the whiteboard. I'm like, oh gosh. Uh, But yeah, just, that's basically the gist of like my coaching experience. It was great. It was great. And I cried a few times and being comfortable crying and all of that, you know, I had to work through that as well. Also the transformation doesn't always happen on the call. It happens during the week and weeks, you know, when you're not on the call. So that's something to remember as well, I think. Yeah. And for me as a coach, it's being willing, time's up. And I know you guys, we haven't worked it through and being willing and believing in you guys so much and and the power for you to create that transformation that I'm like, okay, see you next week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, but you leaving me, we didn't fix this. It's like, no, like totally knowing that you have everything you need and when it's time, it will click. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes two, three, like sometimes it takes months. And it's okay. I never think that there's a problem. Not a problem. Okay. I need to say it again. Okay. I need to say it a different way. Okay. And sometimes I I wake up at night trying to go like, now, how can I say it a different way? How can I show her a different way? But the fact that you're resisting or the fact that you're arguing with it is never a problem to me. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love that. It's please try to break it so that we can see the limits to your beliefs. Mm -hmm. That's the value of it. Yeah. And one thing, especially in the beginning that you reminded me of is I got you. Like you would tell me that, like, I got you. You told me that on the console, like I got you. And for me that, you know, translated to again, safety and like being held, even though I felt like I didn't have myself some of that time, especially in the beginning, I felt like, okay, she's, she's got it. And I'm going to, I'm going to borrow whatever these beliefs are that she thinks are going to be working out for me. I'm just going to go ahead and borrow those until it clicks for me. Yeah, totally. Totally. Why do you think we as Black women, because since this series is the value of coaching for Black women, why do you think we don't invest in coaching? What were some of the barriers for you investing or why did you invest so easily? No, it wasn't. It wasn't so easily. Like the second time, you know, working with you was a little bit easier. But in the beginning, I think I had lots of thoughts around, like, I thought back to my mother, mm-hmm. a Black woman who raised four kids all around the same age group, a nurse, worked two jobs, like went through, I saw her go through, you know, the university and all of that. And I, I remember thinking like, well, she didn't need a life coach. Like she didn't need anybody to help her. I never saw her crying about anything like, you know, and I was just in this comparison to her and all these other black women who are presenting as strong and untouchable and unshakable. I love that you uh, use that word presenting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In today's time, it would be like their Instagram is on flick or like, do you know what I mean? It's like their Instagram is just beautiful. Like they're strong. Nothing bothers them. Right. Right. And so for me, it was like, I should be able to figure this out. I should be able to figure this out. You know, looking at just my lineage before, like my grandmother and that being so close to slavery and being raised in the South and all this. And I'm like, what excuse do I have? Like, I just kept spinning and that like, I should know how to get myself through this. I should know. 
my mother had four kids. I only have one, you know, like what's my problem? That whole cycle. And then I thought, you know, this isn't going to work for me. Like this won't work. You know, they can't crack me. (laughs) So good. I think the first one, when we think about it, like our mothers and our grandmothers and like they went through all of this and they didn't need a life coach and everything. It's like, if that is the example, if that's the comparison, then we stay at the level to which our grandmothers and our mothers rose to because that thinking got them to there, right? Mm -hmm. What we're realizing is as high achieving black women is the thinking that has gotten me to where I am And I want to go to another level. That's a totally different type of thinking than our mothers and grandmothers were even available for them to think. Right. And that's why it requires a coach for you to go retrain. Like, you know, that's an optional thought because those thoughts served us, but they served us to have the lives that our grandmothers and mothers had or to stay at the level that we're at. But to get to another level, there's other thoughts. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, they... I always said we don't have to be strong to be strong, right? Because like we got, we love being strong, but we don't have to be strong in order to be strong. It's like if you think about the tree or the something that's really strong, then all it takes is one thing and then it actually breaks. But if you think of something very flexible that goes with it, then it just goes with it with the flow of things. And I think that's our next level as Black women is strength, but strength through adaptability and love and compassion. That's what gives us our flexibility. So what are your thoughts on that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I worked with you on was self-compassion. That was such a key thing and creating safety for myself. Mm-hmm. Through thought work. Right. But yeah, I totally agree with you on, you know, what was available to our lineage before and what is available to us now and that level versus next level. And we don't have some of the same challenges as they had now. Right. So we do have the space to be able to up level in that way. Right. Because I'm sure you do this with your clients too, when they go from disconnected and dissatisfied. Oh, it's your thinking, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. So is there anything that you want to share? Well, you know, I was thinking about one of the biggest takeaways for me. Mm. And I think that would be really valuable to share because it was very, it seems so simple. And it was hard for me to really understand it on the surface and go like, I understood it on the surface, but going deeper on it was being where I was and accepting where I was to be able to get where I wanted to be. Mm. And even just saying it, it sounds so simple. It's like, well, of course, accept where you are, you know, but like, what does that really mean? And how does that look day to day and in situations showing up at work, losing weight and all of that? Like you just want, well, for me anyway, just like wanting to be the next thing, like right now and immediately. And it felt like panic and just like (sighs) worry, panic, like, I just want to get there. And Yeah. Like I was realizing that I wasn't loving and accepting where I was at so I could get there. And it's even really hard to put into words right now, how valuable that was. Yeah. Like I, to me, that's like the deepest self-love, like the deepest deepest self-love, like at its core, can I be where I am right now and be okay with it and then move and navigate like other, other places that I want to go. Right. 
Yeah. Like you can't, like I was trying to like kind of hate myself out of it and bypass it. I was like, let me, no, I don't really, this where I'm at right now, I really like it. I don't think we need to really talk about that. Like, (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about like where I'm trying to go. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. I always say like change can't happen in the past. So a lot of us beat ourselves up for the past, but that's not where change can happen. And as much as we like to fantasize about the future, change can't happen in the future. Change happens right now. That's how we create that future is right now. That's where change happens. But if we're afraid of experience the emotions of wherever we are right now, then we can't get to change. So it's like creating that safety and that compassion of I'm right here. I'm going to accept myself right here. I'm not going to beat myself up for being right here. I'm going to love myself right here. And it's so counterintuitive, especially for black women, because it's like we got to strive. We got to make things we got to get. I don't have time for that. Like that narrative. Yeah. Like that. I don't have time for it. Like right. it's such a like I gotta make moves. You wake right. up, seat hit the floor, and you're going. But like slowing down to really understand yourself a little bit more and get really curious about what's happening. Like you would say, let me give an example. I would be like, I, I want to be ten pounds lighter, and I really just don't like my body, and I should like my body. You know, I should love it. Mm-hmm. And you would say something like, Well, can you be in the space where you don't like it? Like, can you like be in the feelings? Because to me, those feelings felt so overwhelming Mm -hmm. and like kind of painful in a way, like physical pain. Mm -hmm. And you would say, well, can you be there? Can you be with that? And when I started learning how to be in those seemingly painful, like feelings created by my thoughts, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Then I was able to move out of the, like move to where I wanted to go. And that was such a practice. And I was fighting that so hard, so hard, (laughs) so hard. You and every last one of my clients, right? I'm like, (laughs) you know, we're going to, we're going to work on that F line that like, how do you feel? And I get these long paragraphs or these long sentences. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah. And how do you feel? And I I feel like, and how do you feel? (laughs) And I'm understanding more and more culturally why Black women don't get into their bodies, like why we don't feel our emotions, because it's not a place of safety. Our feelings, our bodies, we were taught that aren't safe. They're sinful, just the way they look. People hurt us because of our bodies. We get taken advantage of because of our bodies. So of course, we don't want to feel our emotions. We don't want to feel anything negative because that frightens us so much. And the work is in actually going into our bodies and feeling those emotions. And that's most of my work with with you guys is like, okay, but can we create safety where we can feel those emotions because then they don't have power on you from you. And then you just take off, totally take off. Like that's your power. Mm -hmm. That is your, our superpower Mm -hmm. for us. Right. It's like when people say they don't have time for that, I'm like, no, you don't have time not to. Yeah. Like seriously. So tell me about your coaching program. What do you do? So yeah, I don't have a program. It's a six month long thing. Um, and there's no set structure to it. It's whatever the person kind of shows up with and needs coaching on. Usually it's right at self-compassion and self-trust. That is usually like the core of where we start. They might not realize it, you know, but (laughs) that is usually where we start. And that spills into so many other areas of their life. 
And so it ends up improving the area that they think is the problem, right? It ends up improving that, but generally start there as like a foundation of self-compassion and teaching like what that looks like and self-trust and creating emotion on purpose. Yes. Oh, so good. Yes. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people, because some people come to my consults and I'm sure you, people come to your consults too. So I want to give you an opportunity to like talk about it. But like people come to my consults and they're like, okay, so is there a structure? Is there a plan? And I'm like, and they see that as a negative. And I'm like, no, it's totally the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to have someone that you can just go to, I'm mad at the cashier and talk about that, right? I'm mad about this or I stumped my toe. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. I I have that same experience where someone is looking for worksheets and a structure and what kind of homework do I have and like all of that stuff. And they're not going to do the homework anyway, you know? So (laughs) yeah. And I love that too. Like you said, like having a space to just come talk about like the cashier, how the cashier pissed you off because they were slow as hell or whatever. Because again, like talking about that and the practice of being curious about your thoughts and what caused, you know, those feelings and all of that, it expands into so many other areas. Like it's just practice talking through that moment with the cashier. It sounds so trivial, but it's such a big thing. Right. Because we think our brain operates differently with different things, but our brain, like we can talk about the cashier, but the way your brain processes that is the same way it processes your relationship with your significant other. It's the same way it processes your relationship with your children. So it's not trivial, right? And it seeps into every relationship because how our brain does one thing is how it does everything. For me, it was just being able to create a container for people to come and just be themselves for Black women to come and just allow themselves to be supported. That's one of the reasons why I love working with high achieving Black women is because we don't allow ourselves to be supported. And there's not a space where we just get to be, show up all fucked up. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't have my shit together. Yep. The cashier threw me off. Like just be you and then have someone that can lovingly help you tease that out right? Mm-hmm. And you feel supported and you don't have to do this alone. And you are using and learning new skills and new tools that's going to generate so much more peace in your life. Mm-hmm. It's just like the effects are so good. Like so many of my clients, and I talk about this all the time because the husbands or the significance others are like, I love the fact that you coach with Brig because their sex lives are improved. Like they go from, we haven't had sex in a year to like, here, pick lingerie apparel. of The men are like, what is going on? I thought you, you was coaching on this, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I never coach my clients on sex, mm-hmm. but yet sex lives are improved because it's all of it, right? Yeah, I can totally see that. Definitely. Right? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. So I think it's good that you like, Six months, come in, come as you are, because that's exactly what I do. And we just get to deal, work on all the things. No, I'm not have, giving you homework. You coming in of as yourself is enough. Yeah, definitely. And I do give um, some writing exercises here and there. I think that there is value in writing and journaling and self learning the practice of self-coaching yourself on paper because like the right. act of writing just slows down your brain and allows you mm. to be intentional. Um, you know, how you were just saying like, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. This exercise of writing really 
allows you to slow down and be intentional. And there's no running from that. Right. So good. Right. Love it. Anything else? What surprised you the most? I know you said your biggest takeaway. What surprised you the most? What surprised me the most, I think, was sneaky little things. Like I came understanding the coaching, like the self-coaching model, right? Like I understand coaching or I understood coaching concepts and principles conceptually, Mm-hmm. the application of it and how good like I am at being in neutrality, like just being in a place of neutral is so powerful. And just now I can just clear a laugh at myself and I'm talking to myself differently and I'm being a little bit of a detective. A couple of weeks ago, I kept like spinning in these same thoughts about like my previous marriage. And I, and I was like, why do I keep thinking about that? And before I would have just been like, oh, I hate this. Why do I keep thinking this? Like, this is messed up. I just like want this to go away. Just like, stop, Ashley. And that's how I would have talked to myself. But instead I was just like, hmm, I wonder why I keep spinning in these thoughts. Like, what is at the core of this? And I got my little pen out in my paper and I was just like, okay, so what is it? what is it that I'm seeking in all of this? And I just, I wrote all the thoughts down and I got to the bottom of it. Oh, I want to be acknowledged. I want someone to tell me they're sorry. And once I had written out all that I was looking for and, you know, the reason I was spinning, I thought like, okay, can I give, can I give any of that to that to myself? Can I validate myself? You know, am I okay if I never get an apology for X, Y, and Z? So yeah, just being super curious got me out of that and not being in a place of judgment and hatred towards myself and, you know, trying to bypass it or whatever. So that surprised me the most. I never thought I could just be a little investigator and just be curious and sort of separate myself from my brain. And, oh, this is a good one. And just understanding my brain is doing what brains do. Like that's so powerful. It's like, oh, my brain is trying to help me or it's trying to protect me or it knows that my core belief is X, Y, and Z. So it's trying to give me thoughts that support that. And I mean, that's really cool. Like it just like really excites me to think about that. And yes, so good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And listening to you now, I remember our consult and you weren't there Mm -mm. six months ago. No, I was like trying to hold back tears on the consult. I remember even emailing you before our first session, like, uh, can we talk sooner? Like I'm in despair. I'm in despair. I was definitely not in this place mentally where I could feel so confident in managing my own like emotional space. Yes. Definitely not there. Yeah. I think that is literally, it's like really when I think about it, of. I kind of coach myself out of a job (laughs) because I really want you guys here. Here's the deal. This is my thought. And this is why I like spend so much time teaching and coaching. Like, it's like I teach coach and I'm okay with it. I used to be like, wait a minute, but I'm like, no, I'm okay with that because I don't want to just give you a fish. I want to teach you how to fish. This world tells black women, there's something fucking wrong with us all day, every day, mm-hmm. all the time. And we've internalized that. And so if I can give you the tools to help you self-coach yourself out of some shit and get and fulfill your needs, then I've done a great job because I don't want my clients dependent on me. I'm, 
I'm like literally wanting my clients to be able to go, okay, see you next week. And like, whatever happens, I solved it this way. And this is what I did. And then I just use that as an opportunity to just go deeper. But I literally want you guys to be independent thinkers, like to be able to self-coach yourself, like to be masters of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the greatest gift I can give you. And of course, you still need coaching because <laughs> I do. Mm -hmm. But like, there's some things you just not, it's at a different, completely different level. I hope I explained that. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, one of our later calls, five, maybe like almost at the six month mark, at the end of our call, I was sort of like crying and mm -hmm. you were asking me questions and I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then I also was like, I know, but right now I don't know. And then, you know, we ended the call or whatever. And then the next call you were like, so how did that go? Like, you know, how are you doing or whatever? And I was like, oh, it's fine. I was like, it's totally fine. I just realized I was overwhelmed and sometimes our brains get overwhelmed and I cried and then I just figured out like what's overwhelming me and then I just dealt with it. No problem, no big deal. And I was like, damn, that's pretty impressive, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Just like, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm crying or feeling overwhelmed or anything like that. Yeah, I can just be like asking myself, okay, what's what's going on here? What, what do you need? Yeah. What's going on? Do you need to cry right now? Do you need to journal? Do you need to take a walk around the block? Right. Like, whereas before I would have been like, I don't, I just, I would have just been spinning and I don't know for like a damn week. Right. Just exactly. Exactly. And the impact of being able to do that, I think is priceless, right? Because that spinning for a week is lost creativity, maybe lost income, especially if you're self-employed, like the energy it takes to manage you when you're like that, it's like you, it frees you up to make more money, show up different in your relationship, show up different for yourself. It's like, it's priceless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think, I think that's about it. I mean, Brig, thank you so much. Like I know, I know that I did the work totally, but just having you there supporting me and holding me and reminding me of who I am, you know, holding that space for me, even when, you know, I couldn't believe it. Like you said, totally priceless. Yeah. I can't wait to hear all the things about your clients when you do the exact same thing mm. for them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, how can people get in contact with you if they want to go from disconnected and dissatisfied? I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's an intentional mm -hmm. living. Yeah, so my Instagram is underscore Ashley underscore Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, my website is ashleyrhodescoaching.com. Fantastic. Yeah. You guys go check her out. Go follow her. She is amazing. And thank you so much for having me. Coming on, not having me. <laughs> I feel like you're interviewing me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I just love working with you. I really did. I knew you were fighting for it. I think that's the biggest thing is like you came intentional and you came fighting for it, even though a lot of times it didn't feel good for you. Like I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was totally, I was totally fighting and just, I was not in this energy that I am right now. Like, yeah. And that's okay. And I knew that. And I was okay with coming like that too. Right. And the beauty of doing that is once we've done it for ourselves, it's so easy for us to do it 
for our clients. Like one of the reasons why I'm so good at it is because I literally coached on the same thing for seven months. I tell my people all that all the time. Like, no, my coach coached me on the same thing for seven months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I am totally okay with your resistance and everything. I'm like, yep, not a problem. It's Mm -hmm. not. All right. Well, I enjoyed working with you and I'm sure it won't be. We'll come together some kind of way eventually again, but Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your tips on the value of coaching for Black women. And y'all go look up Miss Ashley Rhodes and I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.